Welcome back guys, it's Mountain Meditations. So, um, as you guys know, we're doing Meet the Guinea Pigs where we try different things and we try new things and we try new ways of life or new activities. Um, we've already done a part one to this, but this is part two. Tristan, what are we talking about? Check out part one if you haven't. We're talking about stoicism. Yeah. The past few weeks, Chris and I have been applying stoic principles to our lives to help us out around the house. Uh, yes. I specifically talked about moving. Uh, just recently yes. moved into this brand new shithole. Um, and I'm back in school. Uh, Chris got married pretty recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure that's helped. I don't know how, but I'm sure that's helped. And uh, <laughs> we got a couple more bullet points we want to go through. All right, something me and Chris talk about a lot. Let's talk about lifting. Yes. If you've been watching our podcast, we do thank you. But yeah. I personally think Why is Lifting Popular is probably our best podcast. Because something it me and Chris, good. it's something me and Chris talk about a lot. It's kind of how we met. Um, yeah, it's like fun lift- fact. Actually, uh, that's the only podcast we've ever done in person. Yeah, so that's a little bit of uh, trivia, Mount Meditations <laughs> trivia for you guys. Yeah, if you, in case you were paying attention. <laughs> so we talk about lifting a lot, and using stoicism. You know, I budgeted my time better. I actually had time to go out and continue working out despite all the craziness that was going on. And it helped yeah. out a lot. I uh, talked about it in my vlog. Talked about how far I had, how far I'd come. Because uh, during COVID, uh, my gym shut down and the school shut down, so you know, no gym. So I decided to take my time. I got up to about 190 pounds, uh, which is mm-hmm. by far the heaviest I'd ever been. And I was looking pretty chunky. Uh, Shed <laughs> kept trying to eat me. I think he thought I was a good steak. <laughs> Still trying to do that. So that's not what's going on. Um, <laughs> All right, relax, buddy. All right, so finally, uh, North Carolina, phase two of the reopening, Jim gets back in. And I had lost so much strength, it was very upsetting. And during this time, you know, I was still in class trying to finish everything up. I had to, uh, I had to use stoicism to figure everything out. Uh, at, my new, at the gym now, they can, due to COVID regulations, they can only... Uh, be open for certain times they can only have a certain amount of people in there so I'm, people are only allowed to stay there for an hour yeah so i had to learn how to condense my workouts because usually i'd be in the gym for like an hour and a half on average i figured i had to figure out how to shave half an hour off every time mm-hmm. and the big thing was uh i had to slow down on my rest times because you know usually it'd be like an hour and a half in the gym but on leg days it'd be at least two hours because leg days it's like i would be doing squats deadlifts RDLs, hamstring curls, leg press. That's a lot to go through. You really have to, you really got to take your rest on those days. So I had to learn how to do that. Uh, I had to learn how to do better on that. So I started doing a lot more as I started supersetting a lot more and taking a lot less rest time. Because what I was thinking about was, you know, how, how could somebody who's more stoic than me really deal with this? And I was trying to think about, it's like, why do I take such a long rest time? Well, because I'm tired. I don't feel like I'll do it well. But then I kind of realize it's like, I may feel like that, but I have to kind of put that aside and be able to continue going despite how I'm feeling. Do the right thing, accept responsibility, and do what I got to do to get those gains. Uh, You can't Mm. get gains irresponsibly. You just can't do it Um, (laughs) unless you're on a lot of steroids. But that's a whole other topic. So I had to learn. I had to use stoicism and be like, okay. This, I, I was like, I could look through my work. I was like, okay, I don't really need, I like this because it gives me a good bicep pump, but I don't need to do eight sets of this. I like this because it makes my triceps look good, but I don't need to throw this in. I can superset this with this and save a little more time. 
I can be a little more efficient here, take a little, a little less rest time. And um, I know that stoicism isn't supposed to be something super hardcore, but eventually what I settled on was like, okay, maybe if you just quit being such a bitch about squats, you could get through them a little bit faster, Dev. Um, <laughs> you know, that's just the way it's got to be sometimes. You know, I split up. Maybe it's not responsible to do squats and deadlifts on the same day. So I split them up. I do squats and deadlifts on different days now. And I hate doing squats without deadlifts because I really hate squats and I really like deadlifts. But uh, eventually, you got to realize it's like, all right, just because I don't like doing something doesn't mean it shouldn't be done. I'll do legs. I'll crush legs for an hour. Then I'll go home and I'll be fine. And that will yeah. make me stronger, you know, more useful, harder to kill. We've been over this. <laughs> and Chris, uh, Chris... Chris made the gains guillotine. Do you want to talk about the gains guillotine, Chris? Yeah. So, um, you know, I have my own home gym. For those of you who have watched um, muscular meditations or for those of you who watch my vlog, you know that um, I have, well, it's it's in my parents' uh, garage. They have this giant three-car garage. And um, so I set up my home gym there. I actually started this gym before um, all this went down. And now everyone, you know, before, you know, they called me a madman is what I like to reference because uh, now everyone's like, oh, man, that's awesome. Uh, so I have like a rack and I have um, a barbell that has about 300 pounds worth of weight. And then um, I have a smaller barbell that's left over from uh, when my dad used to lift like a long time ago. So it's like really rusty and it's, it's kind of cool looking. Yeah. And um the tetanus really helps your grip strength. Yes, exactly. Um, and and so there, I have a lot of just random things like that. And so I've been putting together. I've been. I've had to be creative with the way I do things. Um, and one of those things has been. Uh, I went to Lowe's, and I've always thought this to myself: like, why don't people have? Why don't people just make things from things you you can buy at like a hardware store? And I actually looked it up, and there were a lot of people that had done this. So I was like, cool. So I just went and bought a pulley. I bought a cable. It's important when you get the cable that you get the ones that are plastic coated because otherwise over time it's going to fray. Um, I got a really thick one actually. And I got some handles from Dick's Sporting Goods. Uh, some really cheap like, you know, kind of handles that you can do, um, you know, rows and things like that with. And then I just put it together. I, I got two different chains and I wrapped the chain through the weight uh, I just take like a plate and just wrap it through, and then I have the uh, pulley attached to the rafters of the um, of the garage gym, and that's it. And I do like tricep pushdowns. Mostly, I've been using it for doing uh, uh, like a sort of lat pull down type thing, but with close grip because I I think I get a better mind muscle connection with close grip when I'm doing um, lat things. So um, yeah, uh, the gains guillot uh, guillotine. That's what Tristan's named it. Um, it goes, it it's goes, pretty it cool. Goes, it goes, it goes, and, <laughs> and I've actually, uh, going off what you said, um, you, you're taking actually, responsibility well, for yes. your equipment and you're making it yourself. If that's not yes. stoicism, I don't know what is. Ingenuity. And I, I've also been doing the same thing you've done and I've been trying to condense my workouts because it's one nice thing is that, you know, it's, um, it's very close by. It's like seven minutes away. My parents don't live very far. And one not nice thing is that the longer I spend in the gym, the less time I get to spend with my parents. And I work uh, five days a week. You know, I work about 40 hours, a little bit less. And so for me, it's like I could be spending time with my parents right now, but instead I'm in the garage away from them while they're inside. 
And so it's like, I've been trying to cut down. I've been doing like, honestly, sometimes I do 30 minute workouts and I go, I've been doing, um, full body three times a week. Um, basically I just do my squats. I do the important things. I've been thinking, what would a stoic, um, uh, what, what muscle groups would a stoic prioritize? And so for me, it's like the back and the legs, because I think those are the things that make you the strongest. And I want to become like stronger. I've always been a gym bro. If you don't have a strong back. Yeah. I've I've always been a gym bro. I've always skipped legs. I mean, (laughs) I've always been really into like back stuff. So that's not a big change for me, but getting a strong base. There was this, um, this fitness YouTuber, David Lade, uh, one time he said something that really hit me. He was like, if you, if you have a really big upper body, but you have no foundation that it's sitting on, then you're just weak. And I was like, I was sitting there and it, it hit me so hard. I was like, dang, all right, David, I'm, I'm going to turn Lane my life secretly around. sneak dissing Chris before he even has a podcast. <laughs> he reached through the screen and grabbed me. It was like, you're a pussy. And so I was like, okay, I'm changing everything. Um, but yeah, so uh, basically squatting three times a week now. I've actually seen growth in my quads like immediately. I've gotten stronger immediately. I feel better. I'm also trying to spend more time in the sun. I think the sun is um, something sun, that yeah. a lot of people vitamin, under... Vitamin D? I think it's D, yeah. Yeah. Something like, so, it's a vitamin. Yeah. Um, let me go ahead and go to my bullet point. So lifting, yeah, uh, lifting was good. Um, so one thing I, I wanted to talk about was life versus death, because death is actually extremely important in, uh, stoicism. And it's something that they think about a lot, which sounds very dark. Memento Mori. Yes, that's what I'm going to talk about. So the quote for this one is from Seneca. Uh, imagine this is your last day of life, or if not the next to last. So, um... Memento more, yeah, like Tristan mentioned. Overall, what I've heard a lot of people say and what I've found is that thinking about death is the way to cure a feeling of invincibility because invincibility is not a good thing because it's actually a lie. Um, If you feel invincible, you're lying to yourself. (laughs) And whenever you have something to do, I think of it this way. Uh, If you have something to do, you have a deadline you're more likely to be hasty and work harder on the thing. You know, that's just common sense. But if you don't have a deadline, uh, if they if it's something for someone else and they just say, oh, finish it, whatever, then you're not going to be likely to think about it and you're not going to be working very hard on it. At least me, because I'm lazy, but maybe some people would. But this is I think this is true for life as well. If you think about the end, then you're more likely to work harder and faster and not waste time now, you know? And being, and it, it gives you this awareness of like, hey, time is running out. I've got things to do. Um, if you say to yourself that someday death will hit you, but today you have life, then you're reminded of, in my opinion, the one true blessing that you've been given. Um, I'm going to end this with another Seneca quote. It is not that we have a short space of time, but that we waste, waste much, much of it. Of it. Yes. I like that one a lot. Yeah. And that actually flows perfectly into my next bullet point if you're done. Nice. Yes, I am. All right. So the second bullet point was about school. Uh, I have a long history with school. Long, not-so-positive history with school. Uh, I don't like it. That shouldn't come (laughs) as a surprise. But um, specifically with college, I have a long history with college. In college, dropout, 
community college, get associates, back in, don't like it. And uh, I remember I always tell, I would always tell people, it's like, you don't have to college, you don't, you don't have to go to college right out of high school. It's still, it's like, if you realize what you really want to do in your life at 30, and then college is still going to be there, you know? College is going anywhere anytime soon. And that's how I always kind of excused myself from really trying very hard in higher education. And one day I, I was reading uh, Seneca's thing. I was reading um, Epictetus. I was reading the Harvard classics that I have. And um, I realized one day, it's just like, yeah, maybe college doesn't have an expiration point, but I do. Like, I'm 23 now. Okay. I could have graduated, like, close to a year and a half ago if I had really tried and gotten everything done. I, yeah. I want to be graduated. I want to be done with school. But I realize I can't really be done with school if I'm going to keep giving myself these kinds of excuses. College doesn't have an expiration date. I do. Do I really want to be in college when I'm 25, 26? What about my 30s? I'd like to be done with this tomorrow if I could. But yeah. I, that's just not possible. I'd like to be done with this just as soon as I can. So through stoicism, uh, through that teaching of, you know, memento mori, remember, you're going to die someday. I don't want to be a student for the rest of my life. Well, I, you will be a student for the rest of your life, but I want to get that degree. And yeah. preferably soon. There's a, yeah. you know, I, I feel like I have a good reason for wanting to get a comp sci degree, being that I'd like to not be poor. Um, you know, I want to have a marketable. Makes a lot, Tristan. <laughs> <laughs> I ha I want to have a marketable degree so that I have some uh, uh, ability to f make myself financially independent and financially secure. Now you're just uh, making fun of me, and that's where it comes from. Ow, shit. And that's where it comes from. Uh, shed really bit me. I kind of lost my train of thought. <laughs> so remember, you are going to die. College doesn't have an expiration date, but you do. You Maybe do. you shouldn't go to college right out of high school, but you shouldn't wait too long either. If you don't know yeah. what you're, if you're 18, you're going to graduate high school soon, and you don't know what you want to do with your life, you don't know what you what you want to major in. Don't just pull the trigger and go to college. But you should spend that time, uh, do being responsible, trying to figure out what you do want to do. Because if you have that yeah. ability to college, you should go. And if you have right. the ability to go to college, uh, accumulating very little debt, you should definitely go. And even mm -hmm. if you do accumulate a lot of debt, if you get a good degree, that's good debt. If you accumulate a lot of debt and you become a lawyer or a doctor out of it, you'll be able to pay off that debt. You'll have a good credit score. You'll be able to do a lot with that degree. Yeah, that's true. All these things are true. Listen to Tristan. Yeah, listen. Oh, not me. about everything, but about this. <laughs> not no. about everything. No, really. <laughs> All right. Um, I, I, yeah, so here's my, my last point that I have. Um, and I, I wanted to touch a bit on nihilism versus stoicism. Right. And I think these are two things um, that are similar in their origins, but the end goal, uh, I think they are completely opposite. And I don't want people to get these two confused because, um, I mean, you specifically focus on the fact that you're going to die someday, right? And Marcus Aurelius tells us to remember that one day our name will just be dust in someone's mouth and we're just temporary and to let things go, right? Um, so, you know, you would think of them as the same thing because they, they're based on these similar ideas. But actually, it's totally wrong. And the more you learn about Stoicism, the more, the more you grow to love it, the more you realize how disdainful nihilism is. And I think it's actually very popular these days and it kind of... Um, kind of bugs me a little bit because um they take they take this idea of the end and that everything is temporary and they take it totally opposite directions let's look at them a little bit closer 
So, you know, nihilism is a denial of life and meaning. Right. Um, stoicism is an acceptance of life and meaning. Uh, nihilism has many different forms, but the most popular are moral nihilism and existential nihilism. So those are the two that I'm going to focus on uh, today. Uh, I'll admit that part of my gripes with this nihilism movement is that um, it, it's the way people respond to it. Maybe it's not nihilism that's the problem, but it's the way that, you know, Gen Z and a lot of the young people have been, you know, I'm a young person, obviously, but uh, they've been sort of taking it and making it into this sort of, um, remember, you only live once. That was a thing for a while. YOLO. Um, yeah. And so... Nihilism, I feel, is defeatist at its core, and you're you're gonna die someday. So what's the use? That's exactly. the way they think of yeah. it. you know, and you know, life is temporary. But people use these uh, things as ways to shrug off responsibility um, and stray from the path. Stoics use it as motivation to keep moving and to work harder. So life is temporary. So why try? Right? Versus life is temporary. So never stop trying. And so I think nihilism leads more towards like the sex, drug, and rock and roll type of mentality where you're going to die, so why not do everything that's fun? You know, drink the 40s and play melee and, you know, pleasure, that thing that I mentioned before. Uh, but stoicism is taking, you know, encourages you to make as much good as you can and create as much positive influence while you can, but also following your own rules and principles. And so that was one thing I wanted to touch on. I think there's a huge difference between those, and I started thinking about it a lot in my research, that I think they can they can sort of come together, but I think they're very, very different. Yeah. Stoicism and nihilism shows how, how different you can get based on the same principles, because that, you know, memento mori, like, that's something that I don't think, that's something that a nihilist could go by, you know? You're like, you will die yeah. someday, and I think that it, they kind of, they stretch a life over an immense period like in a thousand years uh chances are no one's going to remember you and you're not going to have made any significant contributions to the world and they're not wrong about that i don't think a stoic would disagree with that but yeah. what you have to realize is that uh, i remember i heard a quote from somewhere i think it was uh some tumblr or twitter post it's like everybody has a little bit of save the world in them but if you help one person you could be saving the world for them and i think that that's what they what a lot of uh more nihilistic people may fail to realize that although that your life may not matter in the grand scheme of things, you can absolutely like lessen the unnecessary suffering of life for a lot of different people through a lot of different ways. You don't have to be the guy that uh, cured polio, whose name I can't remember. You don't have to invent that vaccine. You don't have to uh, cure cancer. You don't have to stop a war. You don't have to be a lawyer and find justice. You can just be in your average everyday guy and if you help somebody, you can do a lot. And that compounding yeah. positive effect of what you do, that can mean a lot to more than one people. And yeah, maybe nobody will remember your name in a thousand years. But if nobody's going to remember your name in a thousand years, at least the people that do rem remember your name or your face for such a short time, maybe they'll remember it at least positively. At, yeah. at the very least, like if you're a stoic, at the very least, you won't be a junkie or a burnout or something. Like at least it's like, imagine you get you only get one body. So you might as yeah. well get fucking jacked, because yeah. at least you're not fat. It's like, yeah, right. it, our, our graves will, always, will all be the same size. Not if I have anything to say about it. Not if <laughs> me and Mr. Trenbalone can do something about that. 
<laughs> this is actually mentioned in the Bible, going back to religion. It is something that, you know, yeah. about the body being your temple. And I, I saw one post, I think it was by um, Chatticus or whatever his name is. My body is a temple, and my body is a brick shit house. <laughs> <laughs> by, uh, what's his name? The, the Chad guy? Uh, Chad, uh, Chad Jesus. Chatticus Rex. Alec, AJA yes. Cortez. Yes. So uh, I saw something he... Uh, a, a tweet he made, I think he was actually talking about something similar to this, where it's like when you go to see, um, you know, if you go to heaven, when you see God, what will he say about how he treated what you gave him, which is your body? Yeah. You know? And I think that's something to think about. He's gonna be like, Dev, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you, you just put bull growth hormone in your bloodstream. That doesn't even work. <laughs> <laughs> but you look sick. Gotta eat big to get big, God, come on! <laughs> Some more rich peon is really into this. Um, and my last bullet point was about Melee. Uh, you yes. may have heard me and Chris talk about this. Uh, Super Smash Brothers Melee is experiencing a period of growth uh, like it has never been seen through Slippy and uh, Rollback Netplay. The other day yeah. I was playing Rollback, and I was playing against a Peach, which is just terrible. I hate Peach so much. And um, I was getting really mad, really frustrated. And I was looking through my phone. I was like looking through pictures on my phone. And I found this little folder. I looked at the folder. There's like this picture of these guys rushing the beach on D-Day. Rushing the Normandy on D-Day. And it has text overlaid over it. It says, hard it the fuck up. And I was Dang. like, why? Finally, I was just like, holy moly. I'm getting super frustrated over a cartoon dinosaur fighting a cartoon princess and yeah you know eventually this will mean nothing but it does mean a lot in the moment because it's me putting all my training to test against a person spamming down on the c stick which requires no training or thought um <laughs> you know peach uh and i realized in that moment it's like i'm being such a pussy putting stock into something like this it's not that i was trying hard at a video game or getting upset at a video game or it was that I was getting upset in a video game. It wasn't that I was taking me Melee seriously. It's that in taking Melee seriously, I turned into such a pussy. Uh, not only that, but I was actually like... I was like slapping my knee. I was thinking about throwing my controller. Yeah. And I was honestly, I was just like, is this really what I want to do? Because my controller costs like $60. Do I want to yeah. blow $60 and just smash it on the ground? Because the cartoon princess down smashed me five times in a row? No, that's not what I want to do. I want to think about, like, how can I get around that? Make sure that doesn't happen to me again. And I don't know, Chris has been grinding melee. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's so hard. Because it's like, it's so the harder hard. you work, the more of expectations you have for yourself. And this is where ego comes in. Yep. Because I think ego is probably the most detrimental thing to people's growth that ever existed. Because it's like, when you set these expectations for yourself you develop this sort of uh, mentality of like, oh, I shouldn't lose to this, or I shouldn't. And then you just become blind to the things that um, can really come back to bite you. You're Actually, what you're doing is you're just ignoring very important things in your life because you think you're too good for that. And once you tell yourself that you're too good for something, that thing is going to destroy you. And, you know, I think this goes for a lot of things. If, if you ignore the things that you think are... You know, totally fine. Oh, but, you know, that's fine. I'm, I'm better than that. I'll never get um, yeah. eaten by that guy. Or I'll never fall for that. It's like, that's when you set yourself up. And it's just, mm-mm. 
Downhill I've, from I've there. I've been on both sides of that. That's yeah. not a joke. And uh, there was another. There was one more thing. Uh, I remember um, uh, whenever what I started doing when I get angry at melee is I start telling myself, you know, this feeling is temporary. In a yeah. similar vein to, you know, you tell yourself, uh, we don't have little time on this earth. We wait. We waste a lot of that. Or remember, you will die. Tell myself, this feeling is temporary. When I get mad at somebody for hitting me with something dumb over and over again, yeah, I, I get mad, but, like, eventually I'm going to get over it. You know, when, mm -hmm. I, when I lose this, when I SD or something, I'm upset right now, but in, like, 15, 20 minutes, I'm going to get over it, and I'll be fine. And then sure. from there, I'll be able to actually put the work in to get better at the game. It won't matter. Yeah. If you, it, it, I, I'll, I'll, I'm out of the tournament. Like, maybe, you know, I made bracket at a good tournament, at a good online tournament. But then I played against a Sheik, and I got chain-grabbed, and I did a lot of percent. It's like, yeah, I hate getting chain-grabbed by Sheik, but, like, it's like, if I lose the set, then I move on to losers. And then I, it doesn't matter that I got chain-grabbed. And if I win the set, then I move on to winners, and it doesn't matter that I got chain-grabbed. Only in the sense, in that very specific instance, with those interactions with the other player, does that matter. And it does matter. And you should take it seriously. Mm -hmm. Competition's good for you. But you shouldn't let it control you. You shouldn't let those feelings control you. These feelings are temporary. Your life yeah. is temporary. You have an expiration date, as do those feelings. Give yourself some mm -hmm. time. You learn to get over it. And, and when you let yourself get over it, when you let those feelings run their course, then you'll find out what you really want to do. Sometimes mm -hmm. I would get really mad and I would start grinding a lot and I would just try over and over again to try to hit something. And I just couldn't do it. Just couldn't do it. I was too mad to get it done. But if you give yourself yeah. 10, 15 minutes to try to think about it, let, like, let yourself get over it, let your hands reset a little bit, take a deep breath, and then you try to practice what you're missing, and I promise you, you will see vast improvements in the game. Yeah. This is what they talked about, um, the author of The Inner Game of Tennis talked about, in that if you think too hard about something, then you're just you're creating it to be more of a problem than it needs to be. You're actually probably psyching yourself out from being able to execute that thing and you're never going to be able to do it unless you get into this sort of you know like i talked about it's almost a meditative state like you you enter into this zone you know whenever you're playing really well in something that you do you know every everyone has really good days whether it's you know soccer tennis you know yep video games whatever so you have this moment development yeah you have this moment where you're playing hot and like you don't know why but you don't have to think about what you're doing you're not thinking about the actions right? You're not thinking of execution. You're in the zone, and yeah. you just let it go, and you can think about, like, the actual game. You're playing and with so, absolute intentionality. Yeah. Which is a, a sentence I plagiarized. <laughs> all right. <laughs> That's all we had. That was uh, Meet the Guinea Pigs, Mountain Meditations. We tried stoicism for a few weeks. Uh, yeah. If you want to talk about stoicism, you're in luck. There's a comment section you can write about it in. Are sure we wrong? Isn't. If you're Don't wrong, forget let us know. To follow us on uh, Twitter, you can follow us on Instagram. You can um, go, you know, listen to us, watch us on YouTube. Uh, you know, Apple Podcasts, all sorts of, uh, you know, Spotify, wherever we're everywhere. Yeah, and yet you're still not listening to us. So we're, what, we're I mean, on. Actually, you are right yeah. now. But like, listen we're on more. Dis <laughs> we're on. We're on Discord. At me in Discord, I will play you in melee, and I'll be. Yeah. You. <laughs> see me in these see me in these rollback streets <laughs> all right thank you very much for listening we had a lot of fun shed is having a lot of fun gosh she's really fucking me up too <laughs> all right this was mountain meditation thank you very much for listening we'll see we'll see y'all later bye bye bye